You're tuned in to the Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee. Here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Woo! Navigating the minefield. Come on! Who's pumped up today? You know God is with us, right? He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. Welcome to The Remnant. Pastor Todd Coconato here, 93.3 FM, Real Talk Radio. Our friends, the Ellises, we just bless them. So thankful that they have answered the call of God on their life to get Real Talk Radio out there. And um, wow, I mean, there's just so much going on. Uh, But you know what? I want to share from the Lord's heart today. Because I think uh, many of you have felt stretched. Have you felt stretched in this last season? I'm getting the text, the emails. Some of you going through marital challenges, financial challenges, challenges at your jobs, uh, different things that you've had to really step out of the boat and look at Jesus in the eyes in this season and say, I trust you. I trust you, God. And I, I don't think any of this is uh, uh, by mistake because it's it's universal almost throughout the remnant. I mean, almost any remnant person, I'm going to tell you this, try this. Someone's a true remnant person. You ask them, say, has this season been a stretching for you? Do you feel like something shifted in our world, in the body of Christ? Do you feel the shaking? Do you see it? I can almost guarantee that almost every single person is going to say yes. Yes, because we're being stretched. Now, the good news is, as I always say, whenever there is a remnant, it means God's not done moving. I, I definitely believe that we are going into deeper waters. That's what God is speaking. And as we go into the deep end, this is not the, uh, you know, level one. That's uh, often I refer to it as level one. And if you're playing like, and obviously life is not a video game, but just a good analogy would be like, if you're playing a video game, it's easy when you're on level one, you get to level two, a little bit more difficult. By the time you're at like level 10, you better be a pro. You better know the weapons of your warfare. You better know what devices that you have because otherwise you're going to die, right? I mean, and I'm just talking about death like in the natural. I'm talking about spiritually die because the devil wants to set us up in traps. He wants to trap us. He wants to accuse us. He is the accuser of the brethren. So, of course, he wants to accuse you. Of course, he wants to accuse me. Of course, he wants to trap us. That's what he's intending to do right now to many of you. How do I know? Because he's trying to do it to me every day. I feel like I'm in a courtroom and and there's a a hostile lawyer that's trying to trap me. And so when we go to the courts of heaven, that's why I talk about holiness, purity, righteousness, not opening any doors in your life because the devil wants to use any open door to accuse you. He is the accuser of the brethren. That's why people say, wow, it's so hard to be a Christian. There's so many rules. There's so many rules that we have to follow, Pastor Todd. I just don't know if I can do it. Well, I always tell people, what's the choice? What's the, so you're going to say you're not going to do it? Because this is the reality. The reality is the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. So the reality is we're in a spiritual war for your soul, for your family, for your, your household, your job, your marriage, your finances. Whatever it is that you touch, there is a war. But the greatest news of all is that we win. We're on the winning team. So, you know, a lot of times people will post like on social media and I'll put like a headline or something and they'll, and they'll put in the comments, but God's in control. 
And it was, I definitely agree with that. He is in control. But there are things that we need to do. And a lot of the times, that's things that even look like spiritual warfare. The reason why a lot of them are manifesting is because we have an open door. And that's why I talk about open doors a lot. See, there's been a lot of Christians, good people. Maybe you're listening right now. I'm not against you. There's therefore no condemnation for those in Jesus Christ. I'm not here against you. But there's a lot of people that have been kind of a little bit lazy. Lazy. In other words, like I show up to church maybe every other Sunday or I go on Sunday, I listen to the sermon. But then throughout the week, we get so worldly. I mean, sometimes you couldn't even tell that we're really a Christian. And people are watching us. They're watching our actions more than what we say. So this is a time to get serious. And listen, I'm, I'm just, can I be transparent with you today? Is that okay? In this, in this latest last like three-year season, there's, there's areas in my life that I had to close doors. The reason why I like being transparent about these things, because I think for a long time, pastors have been really, you know, they've done a disservice to the body of Christ by acting like they don't have any issues. You know, they don't have any problems. Total nonsense. Of course, pastors deal with problems. Of course, pastors deal with the same problems that everybody deals with. But, you know, we got the answer. And by the way, leaders are held to a higher standard. So you shouldn't be in ministry if you're given a sin, especially repetitive sin. And you got to do your best, your very best, especially as a leader, to uphold the, the truth, the word of God, and to stand for truth and righteousness. And even when people are combative and even when, but, but this whole thing about stepping in d- deeper waters is it's for all of us. It's not just for fivefold people. It's for all of us. Because as we've made this decision, that we're going to serve God. The enemy wants to test us. Just like he took Jesus in the wilderness, he wants to test us. And we can learn from the example of Christ that as the assignment of hell comes upon us, that we can say, get behind me, Satan, you're a liar. Get behind me, Satan, you're a liar. It is written. You start speaking the word of God. Speak it over your marriage. Speak it over your household. Speak it over your rebellious teen son or daughter or whoever it is that's, that's giving you a hard time, somebody at work, your boss, start speaking. See, don't think it's, it's, it's like, uh, oh, you know, just no big deal. If you're under attack, it's because you're over the target. The devil knows that you've, you've chose a side. You're standing for righteousness. You're standing for truth. So as you grow and you get into that deep end, you better believe that there's an old saying. You know, another level, another devil. And basically what it means is, look, when you get promoted in the kingdom, and you're advancing, what's happening right now is the remnant is being promoted. As we stepped into 23, there was a season of new. Something shifted. I got probably about 20 to 30 emails of people saying, Pastor, I felt a shift. And of course, anybody could say that as we go in the new year, but there was something in the supernatural. You know what I'm talking about. We can't go back to that old wine scheme where it's gone. It's done. That's why we're saying normally ain't coming back, but we can thrive and we can persevere and we can can actually, listen, if you you know how to swim, most of you do. I know how to swim. If I'm in the deep end, am I drowning? No, I'm swimming. I'm, I'm, I'm staying above water. I'm staying afloat. You know, we have the strength to do it in Christ. And that's the thing. As the waters get deeper around us, we have the ability in Jesus Christ. This is what, I mean, it's exciting actually, because this is what the church was meant to do. And what God is doing is he's advancing his remnant army. He's advancing those that are willing to say Yes. I'm not saying we're perfect. We're not a perfect people, but we're a willing people. We have the heart of God and we're, and we're willing to say, yes, Lord, send me. I will go. Send me, send me, Lord. 
I'm willing to take a stand. And all that means, listen, when I go into battle, I know what it entails. This, there, there could be some casualties. There could be some challenge. Like, this isn't going to be easy. And I, I mean that sincerely. Like, when I wake up and I know I'm about to go into a battle, that's like every day. Um, but, you know, no, seriously, like, there's sometimes when they're real significant ones and I know, wow, this, this could go either way. I better be wise. I better be prayed up. You know, I better I better make sure that I'm I'm in the in the will of God right now and 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 asking His Holy Spirit for you know uh, wisdom and understanding and and His authority to to stand with me in this situation, whatever it is. Whether you know, let's say I'm I'm called to go to a school board meeting and and speak truth as a pastor or as a dad. You know, if I go there, I'm asking the Holy Spirit, look, anoint me, God. I need to be anointed. I can't do this without you. Give me words. Give me words to speak. You know, if I if I'm standing up against a religious spirit or a lying spirit, or an accusation. Like, one thing I can share with you is that as we're going in this deeper water, I think many of you are dealing with this too, God is maturing us. We're not that baby Christian. We're not that person that was easily swayed. We're not that person that was easily convinced. We're not that person that easily backs down. Yes, that was us in our younger years, but now we're going deeper, and we know the truth. We know the battle, and the enemy's not going to convince us or lie to us and tell us that's not what's happening. Yeah, that's what's happening here. We're in a battle. We're in a war. But guess what? The gates of hell will not prevail. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. I'm going to stand on the word of God. It is written. Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me. You're trying to attack my marriage. Get behind me, Satan, in Jesus' name. You're trying to attack my health. Get behind me in Jesus' name. You're a liar. And so this is the deeper water. The deeper water is, it's like Neo in the Matrix. You know, once he finally understands, if you ever watch the Matrix, like that's what it's like. All of a sudden, you have the ability to understand, whoo, this is the battle I'm in. You know what I'm saying? That's it. This is the battle. This is the battle. This is the war that we're in. It's a war for souls. It's a war for our soul. It's a war for our nation. It's light versus darkness. That's why the enemy hates the remnant because the remnant have the authority in Jesus' name. Deeper waters. Deeper waters. Are you ready? Are you, what does it look like? What does it look like to go into deeper waters? We're going to talk about that after the break. What is it going to look like as we advance into the deeper waters in the ministry? For our church, for our family, what do the deep waters look like? All right, you can find me, PastorTodd.org, PastorTodd.org, and we'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconado Show, The Remnant, here on Real Talk Radio. We'll be right back. This is a praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out, I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound. All right, welcome back. This is the Todd Coconato Show, The Remnant, here on Real Talk Radio. So thankful that you're here. We're talking about deeper waters. What does it look like? What does it really look like to go deeper? Are we? Can we do it? Can we go? Can we? Can we persevere in this world? Can we actually win? Of course we can. Of course we can. That's what the devil doesn't want you to know. Can you? Can you beat that thing that's trying to take your family down right now? You sure can. <laughs> of course you can. Listen, there's little little silos, I call them, in the church. You know, there's always been. There's always been because we talked about the seven churches on uh, Sunday. If you didn't listen to the message, go to uh, pastortodd.org and you can listen to the videos right there. The seven churches, we're doing a study on the book of Revelation, but, you know, one of those seven churches, the church of Laodicea, it's the compromised church. You know, you got the asleep church. You got the compromised church. You got the false prophetess. There's so much there there in that Revelation uh, explanation of the seven churches. They're in chapters two through three. 
And so we're walking this out. We have to make a decision what church we are. Who are we? Are we the one that's willing to compromise? Are we the one that's asleep? Are we the, the church that needs to repent? Are we the false prophetess church or the false prophet church? No. No, we're the, we're the church of God. We're the Philadelphian church, the empowered church. That's what God's looking for. And so you got these different silos. I really believe the days of denominations are coming to an end pretty soon here. I'm, I'm just going to say that straight out. I think denominations are falling. They're crumbling. I wouldn't be surprised in the next 10 years we wouldn't barely see any denominations because it's either you're in or you're out. There's no denominations in heaven. And the era, the era of megachurches is also coming to a close. Now, will there be megachurches? Yes. Of course there will. But things are shifting. They're changing. And people are looking for real and they're looking for authentic. And these people that have been living high on the hog and like celebrity Christians and thinking that that's the whole thing, that's not the whole thing. God's heart is for the harvest. Jesus was, was literally hanging out with the lowest of low. And he wants us to have a servant's heart. It's not about us. It's not about our name. I remember this, this preacher got mad at me because I said, it's not about a name or a ministry. He got mad. Well, I have a name and I have a ministry. I said, well, yeah, you do have a name and a ministry. So do I. But it's not about us. This revival is not going to be like, oh, Todd Coconato revival. No, it's about a move of the spirit and those that are willing to get in the living water. Now, I'm Todd Coconato, by the way, so I wasn't that person. Just so you know, if somebody doesn't know who that is that's speaking, that's me. No, no, I'm not that person. I'm the one that's saying it's not about a name and a ministry because it's not. This person was offended by that. He says, it is about a name. It is about a ministry. No, it's not. He actually made a whole social media post about it and tried to make me look like I was biblically wrong. But, you know, I mean, I got this from like Dr. Jack Hayford. I got this from, you know, years of being mentored, but I got it from the word. The bottom line is it's about him, the Lord, your God, the Lord, our God is one. And thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart, thy mind, thy soul, thy strength. It's about him to know him and to make him known. And those that have made it about themselves, that's going to fall. That's going to come down. Pride comes before a fall. If unless the Lord builds the house, you labor in vain. We're saved by grace. No one is perfect. But it's like that Isaiah chapter 6. I saw the Lord seated on the throne and the train of his robe filled the temple. What was the only thing that the prophet Isaiah could do is say, send me, because he was in the glory and the presence. And when you're in the glory and the presence, when you're stepping into the river of living water and you have the anointing that's on your life, there's nothing else you want to do than be about the Lord's business. You wake up in the morning and you desire to be about the business of the Lord. And when the, when the attacks come, you know what side you're on and you know where you stand and you know that you're the winner even when the devil roars his, oh my, he rears his ugly head up, you know? It's like whack-a-mole, you know? Knock down that next devil, boom, boom, boom. Whack-a-mole, but you stand, you win every time. So what does the deeper look like? Well, it looks like consecration. It looks like actually taking the Bible seriously. You know, I'm gonna tell you something. People told me, don't, don't, don't preach on Revelation, you know? Just stay away from that because there's too many interpretations and people are going to get caught up. And, you know, I haven't had one problem because, you know what, I'm just studying exactly what's there and I'm preaching exactly what's there. And look, I'm not trying to boast. I've taught on Revelation before over the years. It's all the Lord, by the way. But I'm just saying, if we just become about his business, say, look, this is what it actually says. What about if we did that throughout the entire Bible? This is what it actually says. It's not up for interpretation. Sure, there's some areas where there's doctrinal variances and things like that. But for the most part, it's pretty blatant. It's pretty clear, especially if you go to the Greek and the Hebrew. You can see exactly what the Lord is saying. And those are the things that equip you to be set up. So deeper is like every area of your life just saying, look, you know what? In this season, you know, I used to, I used to on Sundays, like I was all about sports, you know, and I was all about this. And the Lord started showing me things. 
But, you know, you get to a point where you're just like, you know what, is, do I really want to spend, and again, if you're a sports fan, I'm not knocking you, but I'm just saying if you make it an idol, anything, anything in your life, you make an idol. That was a long time ago, by the way. I started realizing that was a distraction. Doesn't mean I don't catch a game here and there or things like that, but you know what, I'd rather be about the business of the Lord. Again, I'm not trying to convict anybody that, well, you know, that's up to you if you made it an idol. I'm, I'm just saying it's a horrible thing if you watch sports. I'm just saying the devil wants us distracted. He wants us looking at all these other things. Movies. There's a lot of movie buffs on here. You love movies. Well, a lot of those movies have a demonic undercurrent. They're literally predictive programming or they're, or they're pushing a, an, an agenda and propaganda and lies. You know, I used to, I used to have, uh, you know, on my Facebook, I'd post something about the, the halftime show. You know, the halftime show. And people would be like, oh my gosh, you're saying the halftime show has demonic stuff in it? And I, I honestly, like, just, it amazes me. Like, people watch, like, Beyonce's halftime show or something, and it's like, you don't think it has? I mean, you, you don't agree with me? You don't think it has some underlining demonic things when you see all these people doing these really weird ritualistic, there's no, you don't see anything as a Christian? You just think it's fine? It's normal? Well, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of people that argue until they're blue in the face. You're blue in the face. I mean, it's just, they'll just want to sit and argue about anything. And so these different silos, there's another silo right now that's a big one, the prophets. Now, look, are there real prophets? Yes. Is there real prophecy? Yes. But when you get the prophetic word that's from the Lord, it's in fear and trembling. And, you know, and so what we've gotten to the point where it's like, you know, I was, somebody was trying to argue me on a post and I make sure that our posts are extremely biblical because I know the heresy hunters are going to be all over it, you know? So, you know, I know they're just trying to trip me up. It's like, I feel like my whole life I'm in like a court case, you know, and the enemy's always like trying to accuse. And so he looks for like any little thing, you know, so I already know that I got to word things. I mean, you know, I make sure that's why I don't have anybody else doing my social media because it's like I got to word it correctly. I got to make sure it's biblically sound. They'll look for anything and then they'll be like, look, he's a false prophet. He's a false teacher. So, you know, you got to make sure there's heresy hunters everywhere. But what blows my mind sometimes is some of these other people that, you know, they have these large followings and they're just saying bizarre things and for whatever reason, there are saints that are deceived and they're following them. So you got to put it all through the Bible. That's why I talk about it so often because, you know, the, the prophetic has become a huge deal. And listen, I'm not against the prophetic. How many times do I have to say it? But it's become a huge deal. And there's a lot of people talking about bizarre, ridiculous, weird stuff. And so then when a leader comes out and says, hey, uh, you know, this isn't, this isn't good. So the other day, you know, somebody was trying to argue me about Jello Mountains and, you know, Prophets running through heaven naked and stuff. And it's like, look, here's, here's my heart, just so you know. I am not a combative person, and I absolutely love people. And, uh, and I'm not one of these people that, like, you know, is, is a heresy hunter. I'm not religious. In fact, I'm so far from being religious. I, I can't stand the religious spirit. It's, it's come against me a lot of times in church. What do I mean by religious spirit? It's like the Pharisees. You know, they're just, the, the Pharisees think they're so, so better than so holy. And they're just, you know, you're never good enough. That's not the heart of Christ. I mean, Christ hung out with prostitutes, ex-prostitutes. He hung out with, uh, you know, people that had been the fishermen and the, and the lowest of low that, you know, he wasn't hanging around like the, the Pharisees. He wasn't hanging around the spiritual leaders of that day. In fact, most of them were the ones that, that, that wanted him crucified. Right. So, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to pick up this discussion. This is good, but I want, I want to understand like, I want you to just think about some stuff. Just think about it. I'm your friend. I'm not your enemy. We're on the same team. If you're in Christ, I'm on Team Christ. But there's just some weird stuff going on, and I think these things need to be addressed. I'm not talking about the person. I'm not here to attack anybody, but let's just talk about these things because as we go into the deeper water, the enemy is very, very deceptive. We'll be right back. PastorTodd.org. You made the brightest days from the darkest nights. You're the river. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. So thankful that you're here. We are discussing deeper waters, going deeper in Jesus Christ. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? What does it mean to me? I mean, to me, it means, you know, all in. I mean, when you're in the deep end, you're all in. You know, it might be up to your shoulders. You might be com- completely submerged unless you, unless you, uh, you know, you're swimming to keep yourself afloat. But in other words, I mean, otherwise you'd be all in because your entire body is encompassed by the river of living water. You're all in. That's what God is looking for. He's not looking for half-stepping people. Now, I know it looks like rules, but look, it's not. So, look, before the break, we were talking about the prophecy conversation. Let me just let me just leave it at this, okay? This is where it came down to the other day, okay? So, somebody goes to me, well, are you against this person? Are you against that person? Are you against this person? And it's just like an endless, you know, name game. Here's the thing, okay? I'm a pastor. I'm a shepherd. Shepherds are meant to look out for the flock. The bottom line is we're against false doctrine because false doctrine deceives the saints and sets them up for failure. And so as a shepherd, I wouldn't be doing my duty if I didn't call out something that is false. However, there is a time and a place. And so I have to make sure I'm prayed up and I'm not, I'm not operating in the flesh. I'm not saying something that's out of order. I'm saying something that's of the heart of God to warn and equip the saints. And so I'm not here attacking a person or trying to take down their ministry. I'm simply calling out. And by the way, somebody in the prophetic community, if there was something that was unbiblical that Pastor Todd was doing, I would expect also that same thing. But here's the thing, okay, is that I'm willing to submit, especially if something is, see, I I am not afraid to repent. That's why I often say I'm a good repenter. So when you when you go back to the thing where Christian leaders are perfect, that's that's what's messed up everything. People think everybody's perfect if you're a Christian leader. So when they fall, if they fall and they have a big fall, it's so horrible. So many people are hurt because they've been told to look at the pastor like it's like almost idolatry. The pastor should be pushing pushing the the people up, pushing the people up and leading in a Christ-like manner. If we do that correctly, honestly, that the megachurch should never really happen. If you think about it, and I understand again, there's some good megachurches. Some of my dearest friends have megachurches, but see, they're doing discipleship. Any remnant pastor that has a megachurch, they're doing discipleship. It's like a revival that's happening in their church and their congregation, and they're doing discipleship. They're raising up leaders. They're in. If it's a remnant large, large church, large ministry, they better be all in. But a lot of the seeker friendly culture and some of the things that have caused a lot of the issues that, that we've dealt with in, in the body of Christ as a whole, where they didn't speak about areas of sin and set the saints, saints up for success. That's why you got a lot, a lot of level one pe- believers because they, they, they're not used to meat. They're still drinking the milk after 10 years. They haven't been told to have a prayer life. They haven't been told to have intercessors in their life and to have accountability and mentorship and discipleship. And most importantly, be in the word, know God, have a relationship with them. My sheep hear my voice. That's the biggest problem in the, in the recent uh, reemergence of the prophetic. Because again, the prophetic is part of the fivefold. The prophetic is biblical. Of course, prophecy is biblical. But there's, there's order. There has to be order according to the Bible. It always gotta, it's always got to be in line with the Bible. And so what's happened is it's almost like Catholicism. And if you're Catholic, you know, hear me, because I believe there are people that are, you know, labeled Catholic, but you're saved. You've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. There's certain doctrines in the Catholic Church that are incorrect, like the worship of, of Mary. Mary's a human. We shouldn't be worshiping Mary. But I understand there's a lot of Catholics that really love the Lord. And so I'm not going to say they're not saved because I believe that they, they can be saved. If you're a Catholic and you love the Lord, you're saved. 
You've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You confess with your heart and believe in your mouth. You know, excuse me, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Christ is, is, is Lord of your life. You're given to him. But see, that's why you're listening to this show because you're seeking deeperness. You want to go deeper because in the Catholic church, and by the way, I'm a good old Italian Catholic from, you know, when I was a kid, I came out of the Catholic church. I had my confirmation and all that. So if anybody gets it, I do. But see, I never knew what the priest was, was talking about because I didn't get into the word until I became a Christian, which a Christian is just a follower of Jesus. That's what a Christian is. You know, so Catholics can be Christian, obviously, but there's, there's doctrines of man in a lot of these denominations and these different institutions that have gotten the way. And so that's why a lot of Catholics, like, you know, they're on a journey. Some of them are going to find Jesus and some of them aren't. Some of them, it's just religion. And by the way, are there Protestants that are religious? Absolutely. Are there people in the charismatic movement that think they're saved that aren't? Probably, yeah, I would say absolutely. So it's, it's everywhere. It's not just the Catholic Church, but there are false doctrines in the Catholic Church that need to be pointed out by, by pastors because there's, there's, there's several that are very, very grievous, just like in some Christian denominations that are capitulating and caving and redefining marriage and uh, you know allowing sin and wokeness, and, and, and that wokeness is a cancer in the church. So the devil is using all these things to, to deceive, to distract. But see, the pastor is meant to be the shepherd. We're supposed to call this out. If I don't do so, what happens? There's a real good quote that was on Facebook today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it right now. Let me pull it up here as we're talking. But I thought this was so good. It was just so spot on. And basically, it says this, okay? It says, uh, it says the same pastor that you called anointed when they prophesied that your blessing was on the way is still anointed when they give you a word of correction that you may not like. Many don't want to be pastor. They want a pastor that they can pastor. Ooh, man. They want a pastor that they can pastor. That's what's happened in the church. There's a bunch of weak sauce people. They have no backbone. They're worried about the donors. They're worried about what people are going to say. They want to be liked. They want to be, you know, Mr. Celebrity. They want it. They're more worried about material things in their house and all these things. They got a big, you know, monthly uh, overhead now and, and you know they can't lose that many people what if I talk about this they're going to be people that leave let them go because you're going to stand before the throne one day and so the whole thing with, with like what's happening right now again this is another level of the shaking of the church what we're seeing right now happening because God is coming back for a church without spot and wrinkle so it's not like prophets are bad and all of a sudden it's like hunting season on prophets that's not where we're at I mean, look, it's been hunting season on pastors for a while, so I get it, trust me. But it hasn't all said, now it's like we're just gonna bash all the prophets. That's not what this is about at all. Have you heard me doing that? No, I'm, I'm, it, we're, what we're talking about is ridiculous, bizarre things. And so, you know, it's just like the atheist that said, you know, uh, something came from nothing. No, that we're gonna challenge that. Actually, something didn't come from nothing. We looked at his, uh, his theory, which was this whole quantum theory. Somebody said, oh, you know, pastors, I never have heard a pastor talk about quantum theory. Well, guess what? Here, here you are, you know, here, I'm talking about it because we got to talk about these things. So, you know, the guy was like, oh, you know, quantum theory, quantum theory. And I'm reading his theory where something came from nothing. And, you know, he's an atheist, big atheist. And all of a sudden at the bottom, you know, it says like, well, yeah, but there's a force that started it. Well, yeah, exactly. So I said, dude, do you know that on your own theory that you're sending me telling me that something came from nothing, your theory itself says that there's a force that has to start something? So he's looking at it, you know, getting nervous. I say, you know what that force is? It's the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit, that the God. God said, let there be light, the God of heaven and earth. And there was light, boom. We didn't come from nothing. We came from God. This is, you know, intelligent design. What's, it's, it's the same thing. Like when somebody, 
you know, a pastor's looking and there's somebody talking about something that's just total nonsense. It's our duty to call it out, especially if there's people that we know. And I, I know for a fact there's people that are in this audience that are listening to some of these people. And again, I'm not against the person. People say, oh, there's so much division. No, friends, listen, it's the same. It, test the spirits. Listen, if I'm out there saying something ridiculous and bizarre, you better believe my accountability is going to call me. They're going to get on the phone and they're going to say, hey, Todd, can I talk to you? I'm going to have my phone's going to be blowing up. The other day, I was about to make a statement. I did make a statement, and people were worried. They said, oh, my gosh, what statement is Pastor Todd going to make? My accountability was blowing me up. They were saying, are you okay? You know, you're not going to go out there and, and say something real stupid. We don't want you to hurt yourself. I said, no, this is what I'm going to say. This is what God's put on my heart. You know, it, it's time that righteousness reenters the building. And, you know, I wrote it out, and I, I spoke it out. And, uh, you know, they, they saw that, and they said, no, there's nothing wrong with this. This is all biblically sound. That's my accountability. But they were worried because they didn't know, hey, you know, you could be doing something damaging because they knew I was about to come out with a rebuke. And that's not something I normally do. Why did I do it? Well, here's why. I did it because I have to answer to God. And the fact is, there are some charlatans and some people out there saying ridiculous things that are not true. And to newer believers, they're getting caught up in this stuff. Does it mean that that person can't operate in the, in the gifts of the spirit? No, it doesn't mean that because the gifts come without repentance. The Bible says the gifts come without repentance. So you can have somebody that's caught up in a false teaching that's literally at one, on one side deceiving the saints and on the other side speaking some truth. You know, but the Bible was, the Bible's very clear about that. He says, depart from me, workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Well, we cast out demons in your name. Yeah, you did. So that's where the confusion is because people say, well, I saw that person cast out a demon or I saw that person prophesy a very powerful prophecy that was of the Lord. Okay. The gifts come without repentance. So they could, at one moment, they could be doing something completely in line with the Lord. And at the next moment, because an unstable, you know, that uh, a person that serves two masters is unstable in all their ways. You, you see what I'm saying? So that we have to be careful here. It's important. It's important that we understand it's not the person. It's if a false doctrine is spoke. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If these people are double-minded, you know, where one, one side of it is they're worried about their money, they're worried about their fame, they're worried about their followers, they get up at a conference and it's like they have to prophesy because that's what's the expectation. Well, God doesn't work that way. Sometimes God is, is quiet. I mean, you can get up and talk about a past prophecy or you can get up there and talk about what God's been speaking to you or you can get up and share a testimony or you can share the word. But you can't be expected every single time you get up on the conference floor that you're going to be giving a prophetic word. That's not how it works. And, and we got to be careful because that's where flesh happens. Flesh starts speaking. So is the person a good person? This is where people think like, oh, well, they're so sweet or they're so nice. Yes, they are. And ultimately, I'm on their side. But what, what we're trying to do, what I believe God is doing is he's taking the church into deeper waters. And as he does that, there are certain areas that are going to come up and say, hey, this isn't of God and it's going to have to be addressed. And so when I get back to the, the Catholic analogy is that's what people expect in the Catholic church. You know, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I come from the Catholic church. Don't tell me I'm not telling you the truth. They, we looked at the priest and said, priest, tell us what's from God. And half the time they were speaking in Latin and things. I didn't even understand anything that was going on in the service. But in the more contemporary services, you know, now there are people that are giving messages and sermons that are very similar to a Christian type sermon. And, and I would say some of those pastors, I mean, Frank Pavone, you know, Father Frank Pavone, I think that guy's pretty spot on. You know, we've talked a lot of times. We agree on pretty much most things. I look at him as more of a Christian pastor, honestly. 
you know, but he just came up through the Catholic church. And so that's what he knows, you know, but, but what I'm trying to say is it's either you're in or you're out. There's no denominations in heaven. So are there some that might be saved in the Catholic church? I believe so. Yes. But again, there's false doctrines there, but here's the analogy is that in the Catholic church, it's expected at least in the more traditional Catholic church that the priest would just be the one that would just share. And, and that's the only, you know, they're, they're not encouraging the saints to get into the Bible throughout the week. They're not encouraging them to have a prayer life. And, you know, people do the rosary, yes. But what I'm saying is that wasn't the encouragement of the, of the priest. That wasn't the expectation of the believer that, that goes to the Catholic church where the priest is like, you know, throughout this week, get into the word of God, you know, be on the threshing floor, worship, pray. That's not, that's not the culture in the Catholic church. So people expected to get the word from the priest and that's pretty much it. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about is happening in some of the prophetic movement here. If you hear what I'm saying, okay, it's not the person, I'm not attacking anybody, but what people are doing now is they're looking to the prophet for everything, just like they look to the priest instead of themselves hearing from the voice of God. And the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. So this is the clarity that's coming right now as we go deeper. God just wants to right set this. That's all that's happening here. It's not an attack on people. It's not big division. It's not heresy hunting. It's not a religious spirit. With this particular situation that's happening right now that we're seeing manifesting in the body, it's God saying, look, did I or did I not say my sheep hear my voice? Are you supposed to have a personal relationship with me? Absolutely. So we got down to it just like the atheist that was stumped when I said, you know, uh, you know, your own theory says this, we're going to, when you come back, I'm going to share with you right when we get it back from this break, what, what was uh, the game changer in this person that they said, oh, now I understand. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconado Show, PastorTodd.org, PastorTodd.org. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. This is Pastor Todd Coconado. He is here. He is moving. Oh, don't doubt it for a second. He's moving right now. He is moving right now in your life, in your situation. That's what this whole thing is. It's all in his love, my friends. That's what we have to understand. The correction, the love, it's it's not vicious attacks where, you know, you're trying to send a torpedo at somebody else's ministry or anything like that. That's not what's happening. What's happening is, look, everybody is saying, okay, we want to go deeper. Let's get in the deep end. And so what God is saying, okay, yes, I want to take you there. I want to take you there, but um, guess what? In order to go there, you're going to have to get rid of this. This is a false teaching. This is false. You know, even though it's been happening for 30 years, this is wrong. He's right-setting the church. It's, it's not a person. He's right-setting the church. And so let me get back to the, the, the conversation about the prophets. So the, the only thing that's really happening here, all you need to understand and all I need to understand, all we need to understand is God is correcting his body. He's shaking his body in a good way to set it correctly so that when he comes back, he's coming back for the, to the, the church of Philadelphia, the empowered church, not the false prophet church, not the asleep church, not the church that needs to repent, not the Laodicean church of compromise. He's coming back for the church without spot nor wrinkle. That's through the blood of the lamb and those that hunger and thirst for righteousness and that there's no compromise in our life doesn't mean that we're not sinners. We're all sinners in need of a savior. Thank God we're saved by grace. Okay, but what, what he's looking for is those that have a heart for God. If you love me, you'll obey my commands. And this isn't about us. It's not about big platforms and followers and likes and making an idol of a pastor or anything like that. That's where we got it wrong. So what he's saying is, look, I want to take you, body of Christ, deeper. 
the remnant, those that are willing to stand, those that are all in. I want to take you. I'm talking to you because this is what the Lord is saying. I'm going to take you deeper. But look, as I take you deeper, before I take you deeper, as I take you deeper, here's the thing. You got to get rid of this area. You got to understand this isn't of me. Get rid of this. You've made some idols here. Get rid of the idols. There's some compromise. There's some leaven here. Get rid of that. Close that door. Stop idolizing that preacher. Stop idolizing that prophet. You can also hear from me. You know, you don't have to go like a priest in the Catholic church where you got to go to the prophet just to hear the word. You can get into the word and you can hear for yourself. Now, that doesn't take away the office of a prophet because there is an office of a prophet that's very significant. But see, any time, any given moment, I think we over-enunciated pastors. And then all of a sudden we over-enunciated prophets. And so the, the, the humans are used to, this is what we do. We get it wrong. And then God so lovingly comes in and says, here you go, here, I'm gonna clean up on aisle one. And he cleans up, you know, the mess. And he says, okay, let me right set you. And so our job is to always be teachable. And our job is to not be an offense when, there's an elder that brings out something and says, hey, uh, this is wrong, but here's the deal. You can get back right. You got to repent. But here's the biblical references, and they lay it out in the word of God. Here it is. This is what it says. This is what we're doing wrong, and now we need to course correct. Now we need to repent. And then instead of us barking back and saying, no, what we do is we say, you know what? Let me take this to the Lord. Is this of you, Holy Spirit? Yes. Okay. What can I do better, God? Well, you can get rid of this. You, you kind of made this an idol in your life. You made this person an idol. You were, lit, you know, and then God will so lovingly welcome us back into his arms. And this is what he's doing in many of your lives right now. This isn't combative. This isn't divisive. This isn't us attacking. This isn't us being mean-spirited. This isn't us being the, the mean bully. It's none of that. It's actually so much love that, You know, those that are willing to stand up and say, you know what, we love you so much that we want to see you set up for success. We don't want you just, you know, for a year to be a Christian and and then have, you know, a catastrophic situation that takes you down because trust me, the enemy's crafty. See, but if the people don't build on the solid rock or the firm foundation, they're building on the sinking sand. And, and yes, I'm not saying that they're not, you know, sometimes get it right and sometimes spot on and sometimes, you know, give you a word that's of the Lord. I'm not saying that, but here's the problem is there's a mixture, there's a synchronization, there's also other stuff in there. And so when you start talking about ridiculous, crazy things that aren't true or aren't even close to being biblical and you're trying to pass this off as biblical, I'm sorry, someone's going to call you out. Now, again, it it would happen to me. Has it happened to me? It has. Over the years, I've been pastoring for, you know, over 24 years now or somewhere around that. You know, I kind of lose track of the years, but somewhere around that time. But the whole thing is, is that has it happened in those years where there's been some elder that, you know, at some point said, Todd, let me call you up and, hey, I think you misspoke here or let me let me understand a little bit more about what you're saying here or, you know, or sometimes people haven't even called me, but they just, you know, they said it publicly and, you know, I had to look at it and say, okay, is this true? Is it not? And then I had to see the whole thing is people in leaders right now, what people are looking for is somebody that's willing to say, you know what, that did sound weird or that did, you know what, I probably shouldn't have spoke that out. I'm a human And in that moment, I might have misspoke or, you know, I can understand what you're saying where it looks that way. The Bible says even avoid the appearance of evil. You know, somebody talking about walking through heaven naked or something like that might probably be the nicest man ever. Probably, you know, great guy loves the Lord. But, you know, that particular thing that he said, that was off. That was off. Just like if I came out and said something that was off. And so somebody would lovingly say, look, we're not, we're not ministry destroyers. We're not trying to destroy your ministry, destroy your life, you know, attack you. It's just like, hey, that particular thing that you said shouldn't have been said. It was unholy. And so, and so, and the utmost respect when the person receives that and says, you know what? 
I probably shouldn't have shared that. It probably wasn't right. There's people that could interpret that wrong or get perverted in that or, you know, and there, and you know what, it's probably, it came off wrong or, you know, it wasn't what, how I meant to, you know, I probably should have not spoke about that because I can see there is an appearance of evil there. That's a humble, contrite heart. It's not, it's not a torpedo that's being fired to destroy someone's life or ministry. See, people are going to bat for some of these people like we're attacking the person. No, it's not attacking the person. I love the person. I love the people. I love them all. I know a lot of these people. Oh, and, and again, it, those people could say the same exact thing. Pastor Todd said this, and listen, I'm going to tell you right now, if it wasn't in the Bible, I mean, people argue with me all the time about women, women in ministry. There's people all the time that argue about that with me, women in ministry. There's people that, you know, many of you that listen to me all the time, you know where I stand. But there's a lot of people in the church that think women can't do anything. They better just be quiet. I'm not going to agree with that. I don't, I don't agree with that. You know, and I've laid it out scripturally, so there's going to be areas where we disagree and we stand our ground if the Lord tells us to stand our ground. But then there's also times when we're humans and we said something that was inappropriate and some elder somewhere says, this is wrong. And we shouldn't be walking around the spirit of fence like, oh my gosh, he called me out. You know what? Just repent. People are going to respect you. They're going to be like, you know what? Praise God. There was a prophet I know that, you know, said something during the election and came out afterwards. He got pretty maligned for it. But I'm going to tell you, that, that's that's long time now. He's already moved forward, and the Lord's using him. We all are human, okay? But it's, it's when we just double down on something that's unbiblical and we start going further and further away, and that becomes totally destructive. And so God is, is correcting his church in love, not to be divisive, but actually to bring us together and set us up for success. But do I think there was an over-enunciation of the prophetic for a season here? I do. Because there's a whole lot more Bible that people should be preaching about. Spiritual warfare, understanding how to survive and thrive, how to go deeper, how to get into the word more, understand all the different... I mean, listen, if you're a new believer, that's fine. I'm so proud of you. You're on the right path. You're doing the right thing. But here's the deal. Like, don't just go like a Catholic person. And again, I'm not bashing the Catholics, okay? Remember, I came from the Catholic Church originally. What I'm saying is, though, they go to the priest, and that's their God. Like, in other words, that's all the God they're going to get for that week. They're not getting into the Scripture on in most cases. Now, again, there's charismatic Catholics, and there's a whole move in the Catholic Church where people are getting in the Word. Praise God for that. Again, I'm talking about those that don't even get in the Word. It's religion. And that's what's happening with the prophets. I'm not saying it's religion, but what it is is becoming a form of idolatry where it's like the only way I can hear from the Lord is from the prophet. No, you can hear from the Lord yourself. It's in the word. It's biblical. I can show you many different places where you can hear from the Lord. I don't hear from the Lord, Pastor Todd. Okay, well, then that's a problem because then you are having to realize, listen, I'm a new believer. I don't hear from the Lord. Okay, I'm not here to beat you up. Listen, was I at that place at one point? Absolutely. But that's where you got to get alone with the Lord, get in the spirit of God and start really calling upon his name saying, Lord, I got to hear you. Give me discernment. Give me wisdom. He will. You have not because you ask not. There's many things that you are not asking because you're relying on some other person, and you're running to and fro like chickens with your head cut off sometimes, and you don't need to do all that. God has a calling on your life specifically. I'm speaking to someone right now. I don't know who it is, but I'm speaking to someone right now. God has a calling on your life specifically. Yes. And he's saying, I want you to go deeper in me. I want you to to, to literally understand that you're about to go in deeper water in this season. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Listen, I wish I had more time today. We talked about a lot, okay? 
we talked about a lot. I got to go in a second here. I got about 50 seconds left. But listen, if you receive something today in the broadcast, I just want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit, I just thank you that you're right-setting the church. We're not mean. We're not religious. We're not trying to hurt anybody. All of us have areas that you're right-setting right now because in order for us to go deeper, these things had to get out of the way. We're not going to make idols of prophets. We're not going to make idols of pastors. We're not going to be haughty. We're not going to be mean-spirited. We're not trying to destroy anybody. We want your heart, God. I speak Jesus. We want your heart. Jesus, the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, over this situation. Bring your body together. Let there be unity in the body. Hallelujah. We receive it in Jesus' name right now. I love you guys. I bless you. Thank you for tuning in. I'll be back next week. Same place. PastorTodd.org. God bless you. All right, friends. It's another podcast radio show that we have completed uh, here on the uh, Todd Coconato podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your prayers. Thank you. I appreciate your financial support. We cannot do this without you. I'm just going to be absolutely transparent. There's no way that we could have done it these last few years. There's no way we can do it now without you. Some of you, there's a small group that really keep this whole thing going. And you know who you are. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And please, please, please remember us. And uh, we definitely need your prayers and your support. You can go to PastorTodd.org or ToddCoconato.com slash give. Help support this show and all the things that we're doing here at the radio show, The Remnant, The Ministry, Religious Liberty Coalition, Remnant.News, all of it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. We're going deeper. Deeper, deeper, deeper in this season of new. The Lord is with us. We're on the winning team. He's anointed you. He's appointed you for a time as this. I believe it. Speaking life over you today. You know who you are that needs this right now. I speak life over you and your situation that you would be restored, refreshed, recharged, strengthened in your faith. You have everything that you need to win this battle. You will win. You are a winner. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Come on. You're going to rule and reign with Jesus Christ, you're going to walk the streets of gold. The devil is a liar. He's under your feet. That situation that you're contending for, God sees. He knows. He's hearing your prayers right now. You're not forgotten about. Your prayers are heard. Rise up, remnant warrior. Rise up. Rise up, remnant warriors. This is our time to shine. This is the hour we're created for. We got the core group at the ministry. We got the core group. Join the core group. Join the core group page. If you go to at Real Todd Coconato Facebook, it's right there on there. Join the core group. We'd love to have you to be a part of the monthly calls and to get to know you better personally. If you feel that this is, uh, you know, I'm your pastor. This is your church. We want to know you, and we want to we want to know what gifts the Lord has given you and how we can work together for the kingdom. Hallelujah! I just feel the anointing in the studio right now breakthroughs are happening today today revival is happening now it's new life sunday services every week sunday service at real todd coconado on our rumble channel the todd coconado show on our website on our on our all of our podcast platforms the charisma podcast network we're all over the place you can't miss us stay strong remnant warriors stay strong Stay strong. Don't give up. Don't grow weary. Don't back down. 
We love you and we bless you. We'll see you soon. All right.